crowd now. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Psychic Wives podcast. I'm Kathy Rumsey. And I'm Ginger Hendry. And I'm Jerry Carabin. So we are here, the Psychic Wives, uh, talking today about animal communication. Uh, just a few things that you can, housekeeping stuff we need to get out of the way first. Um, our website, thepsychicwives.com, super easy. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes. You can search for The Psychic Wives. I'm thinking if you're listening to us, you probably have already found it. Uh, <laughs> do us a favor, if you would, um, subscribe to the podcast. That way it will automatically go into your feed every week when we, when we uh, have a new episode come out. Um, give us a rating or a like or whatever iTunes does for that. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, which I believe is also The Psychic Wives on YouTube. You can subscribe there. That is a video if you wanna see our beautiful faces and our um, <laughs> trying to be serious while we talk about uh, some super fun and cool, cool stuff. Um, you can comment on, on that. Uh, let us know what you think of the episode. Let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes. That would be awesome. Also, we are on Facebook at The Psychic Wives is our Facebook uh, name. Interact with us there. Let us know. Again, what do you think of this week's podcast? What do you want to hear from? What would you like us to talk about? Um, if you're ever up for being on the podcast with us to get a reading, let us know. We would love that. Um, we love, we love doing readings and we love talking. So, uh, and we have an episode coming up with readings in it. Yes. So you guys will get to see how that works. It will. So anyway, today we are talking about animal communication and how it works. Um, so sit back, grab a cup of coffee if it's daytime or a martini perhaps if it's the evening. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and enjoy. Yeah, and we actually do say that on our website, I think. It's like, here's our podcast. So sit back, have a cocktail and whatever. So again, tells us a little bit about us. We are psychic, but we're wives. <laughs> a cocktail every now and then. Um, yeah, so like, like Kathy said, let's talk about animal communication and, and, and how it works. So um, we all actually know each other via animal communication and how we got started. So let's all just say a little bit of, of how we found um, animal communication. I know I started when uh, through a sh shamanic, um, I became a shamanic practitioner and, you know, intuition and da, 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 da. And somebody gave me a book and it was um, one of Danielle McKinnon's books. Um, and she's a, an, um, an animal communicator. And um, I found my way to her classes where I met um, these guys, we all were students together. We've all gone through Danielle's whole certification program all the way up to the, the, the top, the, the highest class that she has been giving up until now. I'm sure there will be um, more uh, coming through that, but, but that's how um, we all met each other. So why don't you guys talk about how we learned to do animal communication and what it looks like, Ginger? Um, I think for me, you know, I started, um, I had a love to animals like we all do. Um, and I really did feel connected, you know, from the time I grew up and whatnot. And I actually left a corporate uh, career to start a pet sitting company. I knew I wanted to work with animals. Um, people try to talk me out of it. I, no way. I ended up doing that. 
And um, as I took care of people's animals, I recognized, that's where I really saw my intuition um, take off. And so for me, it was recognizing um, small things. My particular strength at the time, uh, the, what I kind of led with was feeling. So I was able to um, sort of feel my way around an animal. I could feel if they were off emotionally. Many times I picked up um, things on an animal that wasn't feeling well. Uh, and a lot of times it was ahead of time and I didn't recognize that. So it was just really, um, I guess, being more present. I didn't, wasn't working corporate job, right? I was one-on-one -on -one and recognizing um, that for me, emotional, whatever uh, connection really was an intuitive connection. And so it really kind of helped you with your, your pet sitting business? Oh, incredibly. Uh, it really did. I mean, and, and I have all kinds of stories I won't bore you with, but I, I had some situations where I thought that I saw things. I'll tell you one quickly. I, I was walking a dog that had a, I saw a limp and I left a note and the owner the next day said, no, I, I didn't see it, but thanks for letting me know. Then I kept watching when I was walking the dog and the dog did not limp. Um, so I said, oh, you know, not a big deal. And then I take my eye off and it would catch my eye and I'd see him limp again. I'm like, what is up with it? I write it in the note again. Long story, but after a few days, the customer called and said, you don't need to come tomorrow. I saw he is limping and I saw it. Um, and she ended up taking him to the vet. By the time she got him to the vet, his foot and leg had started to swell. He had a staph infection. And so it was days later that this happened. And I thought at the time, how weird is that? <laughs> and then I recognized or realized, I don't know how, I didn't see it with my eyes. I saw it in my, my, eye, my mind's eye, I guess is how I would say it. And so I started to really pay attention to that and, and recognize that I was doing a lot of that and didn't, didn't know it because I was moving so fast. And so for me, that's, um, that was like the spark. And then I saw Danielle, some, she's she was local to me. Um, at a workshop. And at first I thought, oh, this is so much fun. I, I'm like a good guesser. <laughs> well, uh <-huh. laughs> I know animals, so I'm a good guesser. And then, you know, it, it became more um, prevalent for me to, to sort of see that. And then I jumped in when I saw that she did the school and whatnot and, and connected with, with both of you. But that's where it started for me. Were you two? I don't ever remember because we were not in the same class. Were you guys in the same class? Yes. Okay, so we guys were in the same class. And from I was the like, very oh, beginning, right, Ginger? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we were we were not her very first class. I think we were her second class. We were her second class. Yeah. Okay, so I must have been her third then. Right. I yes. guess I was like a, like a, a little bit um, behind you guys. So as we kind of said before, we said that we were going to be doing some live readings, and um, that'll be um, probably in next week's um, episode that we do. So you'll get to see kind of how it works. But um, Kathy, do you want to talk a little bit about like the the steps? of like an animal communication reading. Yeah. So, and how about the way we learned it and then do you do it differently now? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because it's like, I I don't know. And, and the three of us are all like, not only have we taken Danielle's classes to become uh, animal communicators, but we all, the three of us have taken her classes to become teachers of animal communication. So it's funny because I'm like, I don't remember which parts I learned the first time or that I've learned and morphed into since we've kind of retaken her classes as we've gone through the teaching portion of it. Portion, yeah. um, so not that you start off this way, learning in animal communication, but the way of reading works, like when, when I have a client is um, I always connect 
intuitively with the human um, first to get personality and just kind of an, a feel for their energy. So sometimes it's really just personality information and sometimes it's energetically, I can feel something's going on in the moment and it, it depends reading to reading person to person. Um, so I do, you know, I do that first. Um, I can't remember at what point in the process I learned that, but it was not at the very beginning. Um, and it really just helps solidify, solidify the, the space that I'm in. Um, and then I connect with the animal and it's a big, uh, the less info, the better. I, not that I can't do a reading with a picture, but I don't like to do readings with pictures. Um, I like to not know, like if it's a dog, I don't want to know what breed because in another part of my life, I'm a therapy dog evaluator. So I've done a lot of work on um, canine body language, on understanding different breeds and their little idiosyncrasies as far as temperament goes. So, or just with my own personal breeds that I've had as, as pets. Um, so it was kind of like if you know a lot about the breed, well, I just worry that like, I'm going to get out of that intuitive part of my, and I'm, you know, yeah. if, so if I have a client who's like, I have a German shepherd, well, I've had German shepherds my whole life. And not to say that they haven't all had their own little, little personality quirks or traits, but there's a general, I know what German shepherds are generally like. So if I get a piece of information, I don't want to question like, Oh, am I just saying this or getting this I know because that I know this breed or whatever? So, um, yeah, so we can, you know, I connect with the animal. I still have the, the connection with the human going, connect with the animal, get their personality. Um, if the animal's alive, I do a body mapping just to say, show me what it feels like to be, to be in your body. And um, one of my favorite examples of that was doing a reading on an animal and I didn't know what the animal was, which is just something we, we practice. So this is a, it's a, it's an innate ability that, that the three of us have and that lots of people have, but whatever, we're talking about us. <laughs> so because <laughs> so, we're like that. You know, it's our innate ability, but it's also <laughs> like we we practice, we work on it, we fine tune our methods and stuff. And one of the things that I love to do with practicing is to connect with an animal. And all I know is the animal's name. And if it's a boy or a girl, if it's not obvious, but I don't know what kind of animal it is. And um, so I was doing a practice and I was given the name of this animal and I don't even remember his name now. It was a boy. And I was just like, oh, it's so weird. My arms feel so long and like I can move my shoulders in ways that I shouldn't be able to move my shoulders and blah, blah, blah. And um, it was a sloth. And it was like, it, like I was totally, and, and it's so funny because I do this a lot when I'm, you know, I move, like when I'm doing readings, I'm not just sitting there doing, like I'm, moving and I'm whatever. And I was in front of the person who knew the animal and she was laughing because I'm doing all of this, but I'm like really slow. I'm doing it slowly. <laughs> and she's just like, uh-huh. Okay. That makes sense. And I have no idea what I'm talking about. But then afterwards she's like, 
so what you know whatever the animal's name was is a slop and i'm like that's so cool you know and it i still what i love about this is that like i was already a i was already like had a business when i did that one and i was like that's so cool that like you know i'm still amazed that it, that it, yeah. it works i i just you know like it, and again it's like how do you you know it's a perfect example of you can't make that sh shit up. We can swear, right? Like I, can, I, I have the we, e. won't, be, we yeah. won't be vulgar, but you can't make that vulgar. stuff up. Yes. Uh, you know. Yeah. Well, sometimes people will ask that. They'll say, "You don't need to see a picture," and I can show you a picture. And I do the same thing. I do. I prefer. Really? I don't want to see a picture. I don't want to see. Um, a picture. But the the thing is, I I say to people, it's like, how do you do that? And I say, well, I I don't need to see it, and you already know what your animal looks like. You know, I don't yeah. need that. That's not real validation necessarily um, yeah. to me. What what I really like too is when you're doing a reading, and I don't know what the breed is, because I'm the same way. We're handling dogs for so many years, uh, dogs and cats, and um, you know, they'll show me a, a, a real picture of a, a pit bull, let's say. Um, and there's usually a reason why they show me what they really are, or if they show me something different, but, but there's yeah. a reason why, um, like what I did a reading one time for somebody who had a pit bull and, um, and it turned out that what, it was a pit bull, but it seemed very important to the animal for me to know. And it turned out that, um, he was having some problems. He was a new animal in the house with other animals and there was some issue going on. She thought it was this pit bull but it was the other animals in the house. And basically him showing me the pit bull was what he was saying. Pit bulls are known for um, the lovey-dovey, you know, there's a big thing about how, what great dogs they are, but you don't want to tick them off. Yeah. Uh, and that's what he was showing me. Like I can be that lovey-dovey or I can go the other way if, if this problem isn't fixed. So it's really cool how an animal shows themselves to us as well. And and I always actually say that to clients. I'm saying, okay, so don't get too caught up on the, you know, 3D of like, if your dog is a, is a German Shepherd and he comes in as something else. I always give the example. I've read like a Chihuahua that shows me a St. Bernard. And that is a piece of information in itself because maybe this Chihuahua sees himself as a huge dog or sees a, or saved somebody jumping in a lake or something. I, who knows? You know, like a St. Bernard would do or whatever, or likes whiskey. I don't know you know, the barrel with the whiskey. <laughs> but like yeah, sometimes just, you know, so I always say don't get too um, connected about that, which kind of leads us to the next question. Well, well, first of all, I want to go back, like, like our steps are like, you know, yeah, well, like Kathy said, connect with the human, we connect with the animal, we may do a body scan if the animal is live, if the animal's already passed, we don't usually do that. We allow the human like, okay, what are your questions, you know, and then we try to get answers to the questions. And then we move into that piece, um, which is, is like the, 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 your animals, the animals in our lives are always working with us on stuff. They're helping us grow. They're helping us improve. They're helping us expand. And so that's kind of the difference between, and this is going to sound funny, <laughs> regular animal communication and that deeper um, um, yeah, level. What's, that their, what's we their go purpose? To. Yeah. Uh, what's their purpose of being in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. What What's their purpose? Because they're always trying, um, again, to teach us something or to help us move forward. Um, give us some examples, you guys. What help me out? What kind of examples? Like lessons? Like maybe you're like a person that's like really super controlling, and and so your animal is acting out in a certain way to bring your attention to that. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of things that we uncover. Um, 
in a reading. And that's one of, why it's so important that we read the human first. We get to know the human first, we get, and the animal. And then it kind of like, it's kind of like this like dance. And then you're like, ah, like at the end, like that's uh, what they're, they're, they're doing that. Yes, yeah, so for me, what I find, so for me personally, what has come up with pretty much all of my animals, because <laughs> it's a lesson, it's a, it's a thing for me uh, that I'm really working on. And I find it a lot for my clients because we do tend to attract like energies to us. So I do tend to attract a lot of people who are looking for an animal communicator who are attracted to me because they see pieces of themselves in me they don't realize it but they're just like oh i see her and whatever i want to have a reading with her is um boundary setting is mm. i am not i'm i'm, we, I'm the three of us talk about this a lot yeah, <laughs> be, the three of us all have a little bit of these issues yeah, yeah <laughs> we are all very the three of us are all very similar around this um and it is especially like the more i love you the looser my boundaries get. Yes. There are, I have very good boundaries in certain parts of my life where whatever, but man alive, if I have a dog and I have a dog right now who he is a, he can do no wrong dog. <laughs> and I have a, you know, luckily I'm working on it. So I have been able to be like, you can do no wrong, but you're still misbehaving. Like you're still, I still love you completely unconditionally but that needs to stop. And it has been a process. And, and it's just one of those because I need to learn boundaries in my life of learning to say no, of learning to not allow something to be happening around me that I don't want happening around me. And he's showing me how to handle that in his doggy way. Mm -hmm. So um, when he was a puppy, it was, you know, um, not coming when I called him. It was coming, but then not stopping and sitting and doing what I want when I ask him to, or it was walking with him and he, um, he would just sit and he'd be like, I'm, yeah, not, I'm done. I'm in the middle of the street or I'm in the middle of a parking lot and make me, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and so it's really, it's so cool how they, they know just how to help us. They know, they know just, just how they to help. know just what we need to work on. And they're like, we'll show you in the way we know how to show you. Um, yeah. And even animals who aren't our own are doing that for yeah. us. And so yeah. it's really funny because sometimes people come to us and they're, they're like, I just want to know why my dog is, you know, peeing in the living room. Or no, my, and what I love is even more than that is the people who go, I want you to connect with my animal and tell them to stop peeing in the <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right, I want you to connect with my animal because they're, they're doing this, so make them stop. And I'm like, yeah. And then when they, they sometimes, because they don't really know going into it, and I actually have it on my website, I'm gonna read you first, because I've had people, no, 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 don't read me, don't read me, and I'm like, dude, yeah, I have this to. is the point. I read you and it all comes out, and at the end they're like, and they're, and they're usually like, oh my God, that's, they're glad. Like, cause now they figured it out and it's gone deeper um, than, than that. So it is a, a really, uh, that's kind of the difference between, like I said, regular animal communication and, and the level to which um, we take it. I wanted to mention this because I thought it's funny because again, we're going to do live readings in our next episode and um, we'll most likely be saying um, 
to them don't tell us a whole lot. So like in a reading, and when I go into a reading, I'm always like, I'm gonna, you're gonna hear me say a gazillion time, does that make sense? Do you understand that? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? And I want them to say yes or not really, or, you know, yes, no, or not really, or something like that, because we don't want people to be like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Because whenever I do this, because we're like, no, 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 no. You know, because it's like less is more. And I'll get that. Kathy and I have done this before. Ginger, I don't know if you and I have done that. Like we'll get a really long email from somebody explaining this whole story about their whole animal. And we're like, okay, I don't want the particulars. I don't want to read all that. And we've been known to, I think. Uh, yeah, I've sent you emails. I'm like, can you read this and tell me if, they if need to reschedule their I have to address because we don't want to read them and get all that information and I um, remember one in particular Jerry that you were like oh dear god do not it went on for like that. five pages or something and I'm like and, you it, don't have and it was one of those and she thought she knew exactly and it was it was kind of dramatic so yes. um yeah and that's okay I mean you know we feel people you know people there's something going on with your animal it's right it's, it's a big deal. And I remember it was a big deal. It was a big um, deal. Of, of stuff that, that had gone on. But, um, but if I had read it, holy cow, yeah. would I have had a hard time in the reading? Right. Because, because what happens is like when we're reading, we, we, you're using your, the right side of your brain. You don't want to be losing, using, losing. <laughs> you don't want to be using your logical left brain so the more information people give you then i think ginger you said it before like like with the breeds or stuff like that and then it's like okay was that me right because i know this about the breed or because i know what she told me or whatever so then it gets like a little um convoluted there so um yeah the readings are you know human animal questions body scan you know what we call the message or what are, what is that the animal trying to teach you uh, um, about it. Um, and it is funny because, you know, that's the way we were kind of taught. So we usually go into it that way, but you all have had readings, right? Where it's like, like I've had a reading where it's like, okay, I'm going to try to, Oh, no, I'm not. And all of a sudden the animal like takes you and you're like, okay, I have to throw my loose format out the window and just fly by the seat of my pants. Do you guys have, can either of you speak? To I that? have one and it was a few years ago and it was a woman who actually found my website um, or found me because she was looking for a pet sitter and I was outside her area, but on my pet sitting website, I had my intuitive uh, link and she said, I never heard of such a thing. And I think it would be really fun. And so I did a reading on her animal. Uh, and although there was some fun, it was a huge, deep, um, yeah. lesson that was stunning. I mean, I really kind of thought it would go that way too, right? Because she was like, oh, this will be fun. And I could tell my mother and, you know, uh, and it went really deep, really fast. Um, and that animal must have been dying to say all the things that, that she had to say. And, and it took the woman completely by surprise. And the, and the animal was very, very accurate um, on everything that, because she had, even at the very, very end, we had like two minutes left. And she said, can I just ask where her favorite place is? And I saw it and she said, I knew it, I knew it. I told my mother that's what, where her favorite place is. So it was, it was a really great way to wrap up, but it went in a whole different direction than I thought it was going to go. That's awesome. So here's a, a couple of questions because I always like to ask these, these questions. Remember, we um, uh, would do this, the three of us had, have done this before in like a live webinar, again, working with Danielle's community or whatever. And we used to call it, um, 
CPPs, which is what we were considered certified, uh, certified professional practitioners. Anyway, we called it CPPs getting coffee. Kathy had um, said, wouldn't this be a great thing because of Jerry Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. Comedians, comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah. Comedians in cars getting coffee. So it was kind of like an interview thing where we would interview each other or, um, or stuff like this. And we always used to talk about these and they're actually really cool. So um, what is the funniest, let's each do what's the funniest best reading that we've ever done, the funniest or the best reading that you've ever done? So I'll, I'll go first and I, I don't think it was funny, but it, it's the coolest reading. And I'm going to, I'm going to caveat it with, I may have had funnier readings or whatever, but I don't tend to remember my readings. Yeah. Um, but this reading, I do remember because of what happened after, but I was reading for a woman who um, was having me read an animal that was uh, belonged to one of the big, um, I can't say the name. So one of the big like uh, amusement parks, like a national chain amusement park. And she had some questions about this animal. So I knew, I knew what species the animal was, but I didn't know anything past that. And so I connected and I got this, this animal that was definitely showing me a lot of trepidation, a lot of anxiety, a lot of blah, blah, blah and um, really went right into, this is the problem, this is how it's happening, this is what I need, like it was awesome. It was like a 20 minute, super quick reading. I did not read the human first because she wasn't his human, he doesn't have a human, he lives in a, he- At this place. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, so I didn't know who the animal was, blah, blah, blah. And there was a little bit of like, it had a weird name. I don't even remember the animal's name, but it had a weird name that you couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl. And they referred, and I don't even remember what sex it is, but it's like, it, whatever sex they referred to it as is, was not its sex. So I was like, really, it's a girl or it's a boy or whatever. So anyway, um, awesome reading. She really appreciated it, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, oh, if you want to see a picture, you can just Google the name and blah, blah, blah. This, this animal's been on Johnny Carson. It's been this and that. And I was like, holy crap. If I had known that beforehand, I would have never been confident saying that this was way back when I was starting out. I would have never been confident with this animal's coming in skittish and anxious and not wanting to be in the spotlight and all these things. But if I had known it had been on TV and all this other stuff, yeah. I would have been so up in my head. Yeah. And it was such a cool, like driving the point home. I mean, first of all, it was an awesome reading. Um, and to be able to help someone like in that area. Right. Yeah. Was 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 such a cool experience for me but also just the like oh this is why it's so important to know as little as possible about the animal beforehand because i would have been up in my head going why am i going to say this when i know that this bird flies around the country or you know whatever okay i just let that go <laughs> um, <laughs> you know this animal travels around the country it goes on tv it does all this stuff like I would have been doubting myself a million yeah. times over. So, cool. 
Yeah. Ginger, what about you? Craziest, wildest, funniest? I think this one, because it ended up, it, it started out so heavy and painful because it was a woman who lost a we call heart dog. This they happened to be was, you know, she was particularly attached to this animal. And so it's and, and the animal had passed several months earlier. Um, and so there was a lot to go through and grieve, and she was teary. And we get sort of to the end, like two-thirds of the way through, and the animal, the dog said to me, ask her to tell you a funny story about me. Like, oh, that's never happened before. And so I asked her and there was a big pause and then she started to laugh and she said, oh my God, there were so many funny stories. And then she tells me this one, I might've told you before, but she tells me the story about how every time she took this dog to a place that he really liked and there were some dog parks and, and things that she would take him to, he didn't want to go home. And so when she would be leaving, he would drop on the ground. And she said, not like, you know, some dogs lay down and they won't move and you have to pick them up. And he, and he was a big guy. Um, she said he would like, like the bones would be gone at his legs. And he right. would around, sometimes bounce his face off the ground. So people would come running and they'd say, oh my God, is your dog okay? Because they think the dog fainted. And she's like, yeah, he doesn't want to go home. So, um, so then she told me a few other stories, but it wasn't until actually I hung up because the whole end of the reading, like, it went deep and then we ended up on that note. And after I hung up, I thought, oh my God, what a great message for her. It was like, don't, I, you, you grieve and you need to grieve, but remember all the fun we had, what a great life we had together. Mm -hmm, and yeah. that's what he wanted to end the reading that's on. So cool. Really powerful. That's so cool when yeah. you let, again, we said it before, kind of letting them leave. I'm welling up a little bit about that one. That was yeah. Kind of cool. I'll do uh, my funniest one was um, it was I read a guinea pig. Okay, so it was a guinea pig and a guinea pig had passed and I was reading her human a gentleman um, and and his question was and we say this um, like how we're kind of just the conduits. So it's like, we don't, sometimes the stuff that comes in, I'm like, okay, I have no idea what the heck that means, but I'm just going to say it or whatever. And sometimes stuff will come in and I'll be like, okay, that can't possibly be correct, but we've learned full transparency. What comes in comes out. You know what I mean? Um, and so I was reading this Guinea pig and his answer was when she was live, or his question was when she was live, what was her, her favorite thing to do? And I, I'm dating myself to some people here, but um, I'm not here. But um, if, you've, if you're young and you've never watched Saturday Night Live, you may not know this, but does everybody remember Toonces the Driving Cat? <laughs> Toonces the Driving Cat. So this guinea pig is showing me herself as Toonces <laughs> Driving Cat. And I'm like, what? And I get information like that, movies and TVs and stuff. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay. Full disclosure to the gentleman I was leaving, I'm like, I'm seeing her behind the wheel of the car. And he, he started welling up and getting really, really emotional. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I have no idea why she's giving me this. And when he could talk again, he goes, no, we used to do that. Aww. So he used to take her with him driving around and she would kind of sit on his lap with her little tiny paws on the bottom of like the steering wheel or whatever. And I was like, that's freaking awesome. Do you know what I mean? And, and Kathy, I think you had said it before. To this day, and I think it's really important, and I say this all the time, um, this is something that we do that cannot be ego-driven. It has to be like we are being of service. So we still do, I do, get a little nervous every time I go into a reading because you're like, oh God, what if nothing happens? You know what I mean? Like, what if it's all of a sudden gone or whatever? Whatever I can do, what if it's all of a sudden gone? Um, but there's never... 
at the end of every reading, not everyone, but every reading, sometimes I'm like, man, yeah, this so is so cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, how is this? We still have that. How is, how is this happening point? And I think that's important. I think the second we go into these readings, like, yeah, I'm all that. I got this. I'm not nervous at all. Then we're in trouble. Then we were in trouble. And I think one of the keys too, I think you were just talking about was to say what comes through, even though it sounds everything crazy. Because I did one um, last week at the and the reading went great and it, and it was just about ready to we were finishing up. And the in the picture that the um it was a, a a dog showed me was that she turned her attention away from me and she was watching TV. And that's like how how was so I said that to him. I said, This sounds crazy, because we had already asked her, we had already gotten all the info. And he started to well up and he said, that means, I don't know what it meant because he didn't tell me, but he said, that means something to me. Her watching TV means mm, something. That's awesome. I'm very glad that you said that. And I wasn't going to say, because it, se it seems so insignificant <laughs> at the end of a, a deep reading. Yeah. And sometimes and it, it's also like a piece. I did a reading once and it was the animal and the animal was about to pass. They, and, and it was the, the little girl's birthday. And so the, the, so sometimes the animal shows, this is how I want it to go down. Not often, but sometimes they will sit or not all the time, but sometimes they'll say, this is how I want it to go down. And this cat was saying, you know, no, I, it's her birthday. I want to be with the family. We're going to sit at home. And she showed me the specific blue blanket that she lays on and all this stuff. And, and um, whatever, so it was a very specific thing. And then like a couple weeks later, they asked me to connect with her again, and I did. And, and again, I'm reading a cat now, and she showed me another, she showed me a dead mouse in front of her. Okay, so the, the cat that was passing, but she showed me this dead mouse in front of her, and I thought, okay, that's gotta be me because it's a cat and a dead mouse. That's too obvious, I'm not gonna say that. But then I thought, no, full transparency, and I said, okay, she's showing me like, like a dead mouse, like as, as if somebody presented her with this dead mouse. What well, was the other cat in the family that that day brought her a mouse? That's awesome. The one that was like, whatever. So I was like, oh, big lesson there because I was getting in my left brain saying, that's me, that's me. I shouldn't say that. That's just, you well, know what I mean? So well, we've well, learned to whatever comes in, comes out. You well, know. what I love is that you, you didn't want to share it because it was so obvious, a cat and a dead mouse. Yeah. The reading that I did that I, I was referring to earlier, I had gotten a flash of, th this animal was having issues particularly with one trainer from the amusement park. And um, the woman said, the woman who I was doing the reading with had said, can you, do you know which trainer it is like do you know where the, the the who the human is involved and i saw a flash of an animated feature film like a cartoon character <laughs> like a cartoon character and i was like well that's really random and i didn't share it because it seemed so random and it turned out after the fact luckily i was able to follow up with her because when she said, you know, go Google the name of this animal, blah, blah, blah. Well, it came up with the animal at the theme park. And that movie was tied into the animal. And it, it showed, like, and it, it, it answered her question. But I didn't, I was this, was, this was when I was just starting out. And I was practicing. That's why it was such a short reading, was I was just practicing. Um, was it seemed too random. Yeah. So I didn't share it. And it was such a great 
moment for me to, if you get it, say it. If you, however you receive it, if you receive it, you share it. Yeah. Um, Even if you have to say, okay, and I'll do this I sometimes. Have no idea. Yeah. This is totally random and I don't know if this is my left brain getting in the way or whatever. I say it. So it's like kind of like just whatever yeah. you get, um, you, you put out there. Yeah, so. It's so cool. So that's kind of a little bit about animal communication um, from all of us. So I hope that, that you know, because people are like, what? You do what? You know what I mean? So we just kind of wanted to share a little bit um, about that. And as the episodes go forward, we're going to share other things that we each um, individually do because, yes, that, that's the one thing that we all do together. But then we all um, kind of do some other things on our own. We'll get into Akashic um, Records and the Equine Alchemy with, with Kathy and everything. And like I said, next week, I believe we're going to do live readings, just a little short ones, whatever, but to kind of give you guys a, a, a demonstration of how that works and, and, and everything so, so you can see that. So um, that is it for now, this current episode. We thank you all again. And um, what is all the stuff you said, Kathy? We, we, we have to say it all the time. We should okay. get something <laughs> like website. Um, the psychicwives.com website. We're on Facebook at the Psychic Wives. Uh, YouTube, the Psychic Wives. There's a theme here. Uh, you can find our podcast <laughs> on <laughs> You can find our podcast on iTunes. It's just search on iTunes for The Psychic Wives. Be sure to subscribe to either YouTube or iTunes so you're always updated when we post a new episode. Uh, like us on Facebook. Interact with us, please. We want to know, what do you guys think? Are you enjoying it? Is there something um, you'd like to hear us You know, discuss anything? Um, yeah, because if you don't give us ideas, we're just going to keep going and yeah, going and doing our own thing. Ourselves. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be having fun. So. We'll be having fun. So if you'd like some input or you'd like to put, you know, put some input, let us know, you know. <laughs> awesome. But thank you all for listening. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week and you'll be able to hear all these different steps we talked about today in action. So great. Awesome. So thanks everybody. We thank will you. see you next okay. week. Bye. Bye.